And so it is. Dear Chambre, welcome to this beautiful gathering and what a day that I, Tobias, Katumi, Adama St. Germain and all of the others have had watching this energy of, of creation, of newness, of expansion come out. We were noticing before that it takes a while to fill the fountain. And you have filled it, Shambra. You have filled it. It's taken a while to fill it with this thing that you call the new energy, new consciousness. Been working on it for many, many years. It's coming from the outer realms. It's coming from the juice of your own wisdom. It's coming from the future and the past. And it was all going into filling your personal fountain. Taking quite a while, it's been a process that's required patience and understanding. But we see that it is coming full now. And you know, as fountains go, it just starts now. A very natural process of flowing constantly bringing its own energies back up, constantly, in a beautiful way, trickling the energies back down. There's a type of energetic cycle, the fountain cycle for Shambra, that's taking place now. As your personal essence has been filled with your spirit and your divinity, your creativity, and now there's that cycle of energy that goes into the other realms and comes full circle, cascading down like water would cascade down from a fountain back into this reality. And then it cycles back up into the other dimensions and then back down, creating an endless loop, an endless loop of consciousness and expansion, new energy, creativity, letting go of the obstacles and the barriers, truly being in life. And what a beautiful day it is today to be alive in the human body here on earth. And I share that in common with you now. For part of me is here, part of me is in biology, just as you are. Part of me is in the other realms. Now, don't think of the other realms as being millions of light years away. Other realms are just a breath away. They're so close to you, perhaps you can't see them. So near to you that as you gaze off somewhere else into what you have thought to be the outer realms, are so close that you don't even see them. Part of me is in these outer realms, but yet I can be so close to you right now. I remember when we started our journey together, we on our side of the veil would have to prepare for, for weeks in advance to bring our energy down to this level for a couple of reasons. The barriers were very, very thick at the time, very, very dense. And also there was a, would you say, a concern? on our part, that 
we would get into the very dense human energy and not be able to get back out. <laughs> so we had to set up a type of lifeline with other angelic beings, very, very carefully to send our energy down into these shouts, into the gatherings with you. Back then, your energy was much more dense. Back then, you weren't nearly as sure you were going to stay on this planet as you are now. now. I know some of you may doubt that. Some of you may think that the thread is far thinner now than it ever has been. But no, actually, when we look at your energy, we see that there is an extreme desire to be here. But to be here with purpose and clarity and passion and ease. What many of you are sensing this very thin thread that might connect you to, to this earth at the time because you are also opening into these other dimensions that are just a breath away. Into these new potentials. Into even a new you. Sometimes you feel this very thin connection, but that's exactly where you should be right now. It is a thin connection. No longer do you need those thick barriers between you and the other realms. No longer do you have to close yourself off in order to stay here on earth. No longer do you have to pretend this game of forgetting in order to keep yourself in the physical body. So the thread is thin. There are days when you think you can just take a breath and hop over on the other side. And an interesting thing is, it doesn't mean you're going to die. It means your consciousness can expand into that other realm very, very easily. I've had so much fun with some of you. We talk a lot, you know. Now, I have the opportunity to come in and talk to a very large group of Shambhar like this. But I can still come in and talk to you very privately, very individually. And no, I don't tell secrets. You found that out. And I know some, by the way. <clears throat> Oh, yes, yes. We come in and talk, and you, you get you, a feeling of being disoriented more now than ever. Laid in the head, you know, feeling you're just going to vanish off the face of the earth. This is just one of the side effects of opening the consciousness of this fountain of consciousness now. It is going out into the other realms, flowing back, cascading back down into this realm, going back up. Each time, you know, it goes a little further, expands a little bit more, comes back into this realm. As much as you are getting from these other realms, a type of new wisdom, a type of new basis for consciousness, as much as you are getting it from the other realms, you are also giving 
to the other dimensions of yourself. Now sharing the total feeling of your human experience and letting it go. Letting it flow up and out and come back down. There was quite a while when so many of you were ashamed of your thoughts and your feelings. You felt weak. You felt unworthy. You weren't letting this human experience that you're involved in flow up and out into the other parts of yourself. You kept it hidden here. You held it back. You let yourself believe that you had to have gurus. You had to have grand, angelic, all-wise, all-knowing beings. You kept yourself so hidden. And you know what happens, dear friends? All energy continues to want to expand and move and celebrate. So when you were holding back, it restricted the energy. And later it showed up in your body, in your mental balance, in your ability to manifest abundance in your life. But now I look at you and I see that you've filled your vessel with new consciousness. And it's very interesting because you haven't done it the way you thought you did it. We're going to have discussions about this before I leave, but you haven't done it through all these mental exercises. Some of you use mental exercises, giving yourself little catchphrases, affirmations, visualizations, holding on to some little mental concept. Some of you do it as a distraction, Many of you were doing it because you didn't know what to hang on to anymore. But you see, your changes in your consciousness haven't been because of the mental activity. Hasn't been because of books that you've read. Haven't been because you pushed yourself to work harder, to try harder, to be a better person, to be nicer any of these things, those are interesting but very old techniques. You've been doing it through, let us say, a beautiful desire. Desire, meant in a very good way, comes from the heart, comes from the soul, comes from your real feelings. In spite of all this, oh, mind struggling and mental analysis and all of the rest of this, that hasn't been what's got you to this point. It's been the desire of your heart, the longing within you. You hear it, so often you ignore it. You hear this deep longing and so often you translate it into analytical thoughts because you're trying to understand what this means. There's this deep feeling within, a deep and beautiful longing, a feeling of a new hope, a feeling of wanting to spread your wings and fly, 
That is what has brought you here. You thought it was the stairs of the mind. Not at all. In your teachings, whether you teach in front of a group, whether you make a video or write songs, whether you are just a listener and a guide for family members and friends, all of these things are teaching. No matter what you do, one of the important things that you're going to encounter with others is when they get into their analysis and their rules for themselves, how they're trying to structure a human life built of toothpicks and Elmer's glue. And you're going to be able to sit back and smile and know that you've been there, know that you've struggled on your hands and knees. You're going to be able to sit back and know, first of all, that they're going to be okay. They're going to be okay. It's actually one of the interesting things in a book that one of you is going to write. They just want to know that it's going to be all right. It's okay. There's this great fear that something is going to come along and annihilate them, that they're going to take the wrong turns, make the wrong decisions, and end up in hell, or end up more than anything just annihilated, no longer existing. But from what you and I know, that's never going to happen. They may be, go through some difficulties and hardships, some struggles. Oh, that struggle, and you know it well, just before you leave what we call a point of separation. It means a major change in consciousness. There is that still that struggle in consciousness that they're not sure they're ready to leave. It's like blasting off into space. Are they really ready to leave the ground? Are they really ready to ignite the engines and take that leap? And it can be frightening. But you've been there. You know it works out. Not the way the mind would like it to work out, rarely. Not the way the old expectations would like to think it's going to work out. You see, expectations come from the mind based on past events. So often when humans are planning and doing their <clears throat> goals, which we're going to explode later today, they have expectations. Expectations are from the mind, from the past, and they are so very limited. That's what has caused many of you great anxiety in the past. Your expectations of what you thought things should be, what you thought spirituality should be. And I have to say, you'd probably have to say, spirituality is nothing, nothing like your old human expectations, is it? You thought you would grow wings, have a little halo, be able to have laser vision and look through people's clothing. <laughs> I said, I know your secrets. <laughs> True spiritual awareness is so very simple, is so 
uncomplex. True spiritual awareness is not about aggrandizing the human. It is about integrating the divine, the human, all together here on this experience on earth in the human body. We've said this before, many, many years ago, but we'll repeat it again now. All angels, all angels, will come by way of this original earth or the other earths that are being birthed right now. And there are many. They are, they are copies of this earth. They are being birthed in other dimensions. They take on all of the attributes of this earth. This was, it still is, and will always be the original. All angels will come by way of earth to celebrate their own one, their own integration, their own new awareness. It doesn't happen out there. It doesn't happen in the other realms doesn't happen when you leave the physical body and you come back to the other side. It happens on this place called Earth. All angels will come this way. We've told you before that first come the humans. Next comes the angels who have never been in human form before. And after that comes Spirit, God, home, whatever you would call it. The integration, the point of separation of the awareness of the God within takes place, yes, right here on earth. So what a beautiful day to be alive. I don't want you to focus on those problems of yours. It is indeed a beautiful day to be alive. To be able to feel the sun or to be able to see the stars as many are doing right now. A beautiful day. If you listen carefully right now, particularly here in this mountain setting, but actually anywhere. What a beautiful day to listen and to feel the dance of Gaia, Earth. The spirit that has nurtured and cared for the human flesh since the beginning of your time here. The dance is as she leaves. Well, she's not leaving in sadness or anger. She's not leaving because you think that human actions are destroying the planet. She's leaving because she knows it is time for humans to take responsibility for their house, House is the earth. And as she and her entourage leave, it will take a while, doesn't happen in just a few years, could take hundreds. They've been here a long, long time. You wouldn't expect them to all leave in a flash. There's a dance, a parade, a celebration, handing the baton over to the humans. And take a moment just to listen. There's a rejoicing. What a wonderful day to be 
a human on earth. A day when there is so much change in consciousness, sometimes, from our perspective even, it feels like it took so long to get to this point. How many lifetimes have you lived to get to this point? But now, the change, the true change in consciousness is occurring. You've gone through some other changes in past lives, but nothing compared to this. A change surely causes some old systems to be turned upside down, causes some to fear what's going to happen next. But you know, and I know, it works out. It works out because those, there are those who have a vision, like you. Each one of you has a vision. The vision isn't a goal. The vision isn't a forced upon other people. The vision is a dream. A dream can become the reality. And that is what is happening right now, all across this earth. And it's not just for the humans on earth, but it affects the angels in all of the other realms as well. It affects this thing you call God. God is going through the grandest change of her life because of you. Let's take a deep breath and celebrate this day of all of us being on earth and being in the other dimension simultaneously to celebrate the changes that you are going through. You know, some of the things that you have gone through on in this lifetime on earth, thank God I, as Sam, will never have to go through. You've helped to pave the way. Some of those deep, some of those dark uncertainties, some of those feelings of being so very alone, the rest of the beings, angels, myself as Sam, we're not going to have to go through anything that difficult. I want to answer a question now before we continue with this shout, but a question has come up by some very intelligent, brilliant Shambra. Why? Why are so many Shambra leaving Earth right now? Why are they dying? These are spiritual beings who have choice. Why are they dying right now? Did they not choose strongly enough? Did a part of them not hear their choice? Or are they just fooling themselves? This is all just destiny anyway. Oh dear Shambra, you're looking at a glass half empty. It's amazing that so many of you are still here, actually. <laughs> For we expected far, far less. We expected so many of you would have left ten years ago, five years ago. We're amazed that there are not more Shambra that have left. You know, we had a big place over here set up as a uh, uh, reception center for a lot of Shambra that would be crossing over. 
And it basically goes empty. We have food that's going to waste. We have help that is bored. It's like this big empty hall that Linda and Caldra talked about, and nobody's died. We expected so many of you to come back because you had made a contract to go up to a certain point. That's it. There's been milestones along the way. Some of them go back about seven years ago, remember? When you got tapped on the shoulder late one night, we said, we're ready for you. Oh, we're not angels of death. We're just here to escort you. You said, no, I'm going to stay. I don't care how tough it gets. <laughs> Several years ago, when you were wondering what it was you're supposed to be doing in your life when you lost your house, your car, your job, your mate, and your mind all together at the same time. <laughs> Why should you possibly be staying on earth? But when we came for you, oh, it's not the grim reaper who comes for you, unless you choose that. It's the angelic beings who are hanging around. When we came for you, no, not yet. I've come this far. It would be like going to the movie and walking out ten minutes before it's done. I want to stay to see the end of it. So f far, far more Shambra have stayed than we ever thought. It's amazing. It is absolutely amazing. Some have crossed over, indeed, but very few. Very few. The ones who have crossed over come to a point in their life where as a dear doctor friend of ours says, it's better just to trade in that old beat-up car, get a new model with a new energy engine, beautiful, slick and slim chassis, a sexy sports car, rather than trying to patch up the old one. And it is sometimes. It is. Oh, sometimes you've taken your body through so much abuse. <laughs> you built your body back in the days of karma. You're driving a little karma gear. <laughs> and they say angels don't have a sense of humor. You built that body out of old agreements and old energies and, and an old... Uh, warped ancestral karma, staying with the same biological format. You know, there's something here. I'm getting off on a tangent, and Calder is uh, don't, not wanting me to go here, but something very interesting. You have a thing called incest in your, in your human nature. You're not supposed to have children with your, your siblings or with first cousins or something like that. Because it causes certain um, biological imbalances, indeed. But just as much as you, if you stay in that same ancestral karma pattern, in other words, coming back to the same family over and over again, being born into that with that same group, which you've tended to do, it will cause some, um, how to say, less than what you'd consider to be a beautiful human body. There's a certain type of um, ancestral incest 
You want a beautiful body? Pick a different family next time if you're going to come back in. I am so serious. We can track this however you want to, uh, chemically, uh, from a DNA level, but you get trapped in these bodies and sometimes you get to this point in the path and it is easier to trade it in. You know, dying is actually very easy. Some of you fear it, fear it greatly. You run from it. It's the easiest thing that you've ever done. You've done it thousands of times, some of you. You cross over. I'm talking about Shambra here, not humans in general. Some humans are very traumatized. You've done it so often. You could do it gracefully. You actually become professional dyers. <laughs> you do it well. <laughs> so. so, dear Shambra. So, there are very, there are far less who are actually crossing over. And there are some, there are some who, who actually have so much love for you that they cross over, they come back to our side so they can work with you. They feel it is easier to help guide you from this side of the veil. They do it out of service. Don't, don't pity them. Don't feel bad for them. They come back over and continue to work with you. They don't run for the bridge of flowers. They come back to work with you. Part of their humanness says, no, I don't want to die. You know, very few humans who actually make that conscious choice. Their humanness says, I don't want to. But as we talked about before, there is something that is far deeper and is far more encompassing than the thoughts of the mind and the creations of the mental. That is the desire of your heart. So you wonder, who guides who rules? Are you in this constant struggle with your soul, your, your true essence about what's right for you? Sit and listen to yourself. Instead of having this barrier between you and your true full self, sit and listen. What is in that desire and in that precious moment where the mind isn't trying to structure things and create expectations and goals. In that moment, the human, the soul, become as one. The choices aren't made from fear. The choices are made out of grand and pure creation. The choices aren't made just because of the little human. The choices are made from the whole of the being. When the choices are made at this level, and then the expectations are released, when the creative energy is allowed to flow like this fountain, to cycle and to expand, that's when you'll see the manifestation of the true and whole choices of yourself, not just the little human, not just the limited mind. Choice is far grander than what your mind will ever know. The good thing is that all of you are getting there. All of you are at that point now of going beyond little choices and making true spiritual choices. What a grand day to be on this earth as a human. What a grand day to be celebrating life 
right here. Hmm. Let us take a deep breath together. I will keep this shout relatively brief. <laughs> Amazing. Hmm. At our recent gathering in Hamburg with Katumi and with St. Germain, we talked about this amazing new place that is being created. And it's amazing. Now, of course, you know we have the new earth. The new earth is like the library of human consciousness, the repository of all the information and the feelings and the senses and the experiences. New earth is a place where many of you have gone to help teach the angelic beings who have never been on earth before and are now starting to come in. So you go there and I hear your stories, your lectures, if you would call them. <laughs> How many of you are giving classes at night to these new beings, the crystals, the angels, who are coming to earth for the first time? I love hearing some of your stories, how you tell them what it's like to be a human. And if anybody knows, it is you. If anybody who has had lifetime since the beginning of Earth, it is you. If anybody's qualified to teach the new ones, it is you. There are many classes going on every night. You're trying to help them to understand what it's like to go from the light body, which carries no weight, no density as you would know it, it's very free what it is like to come into the human body. And you know, in spite of what you and I talk about sometimes, in spite of some of the cussing and moaning that I hear from you about this being on earth, it's amazing to watch you get up in front of the groups, stand in front of the legions of angels who are now coming to earth and saying, There is nothing more beautiful than your soul going to earth. Nothing more beautiful than the experience of density, the experience of watching your creations blossom in this place called earth. It's funny to hear you in front of these groups talking about eating a fine meal trying to explain it to an angel who's never had to eat before. You don't explain it through the words or the mind. You explain it through your feelings, explaining what it's like to make love to another human. And again, the angelic beings, they, you know, we meld our light bodies and that, but it's nothing like the experience on earth. Listening to you talk to these new ones coming in, about feeling the sunshine in your face. I can't even fathom it. Talking about walking in nature, walking within biology, in biology. Nothing like it. I have to chuckle sometimes when you revert back to that um, I'm just a lowly human mode. When I hear you talking at night to these classes, 
is an amazing thing. That's where your passion comes out. That's where your true love of life comes out. So we have this new earth, and as St. Germain recently told the group, there are many other earths being created right now. This, uh, what you would call experiment of the original earth, has proven to be such an energetic place for the development of the soul, that there are many other earths being created right now. You might think that's odd in spite of the problems that this earth is facing, but is it really? Is it really? Is it just perhaps a change that this world is going through? It's enough. It's enough of a rise in consciousness that other worlds of the exact same physical characteristics are now being created, perhaps in other dimensions, but with the same specifications. It's a lot to think about. Some of you have been getting a type of call lately. Just when you thought you were going to ascend and never come back, now you're getting a call for these new earths, these new worlds. They too need the teachers. They too need the ones to bring the seed of the soul in, the seed of life force energy in. So I know some of you have been struggling with that lately because you're hearing this call. How could you as pioneers of consciousness and human reality not have a little piece of you that wants to go to one of these new places? Hmm. Well, I'm not going to go into it right now. I will before I leave. I'm going to talk to you about something I've done, which actually is quite unique, the ability to ascend and to still continue creating yourself over and over. It's much more complicated than what appears to be, but we'll talk about it. Right now, let's get us back to the Shoud. So in our gathering in Hamburg, we talked about a new place that is being constructed, being built right now, in a dimension just a breath away. Matter of fact, in a dimension that is so close to Earth, so close that if it came any closer, it would be material, it would be physical, like what you have. There are so many humans awakening right now that need a place, a safe place, that need a, a center, as you might call it. We tend to call it, um, anytime there is a um, configuration of energy for a specific purpose, we call it a house. Now, you call the thing you live in a house. But in the angelic realms, we call any um, congruence of energy and consciousness a house. You have the house of Sananda, for instance. The house of Mikiel. These are type of spiritual centers or gathering places. There are many, many, many all across the, uh, the dimensions. But now you are creating a house, a house of awakening. So close to earth, but not yet quite manifested in physical. 
You're building it not for yourselves. You have truly gone beyond that. Truly. You're building it for those who are awakening. And all across the world there are millions and millions and millions who are going through their awakening. We've talked about it before. They need a place that is very closely associated with the energies of earth. Why? Because when they go way out into the other realms during their sleep state, during their dream world, they have a hard time bringing any of that energy or consciousness back to earth. They go out at night, they wander off into the other realms, and then they forget when they bring it back. You know what that's like. You've gotten much better about bringing that essence back in with you now. I know you complain about your sleep state being disrupted, but part of the reason why is you're bringing back packets of this essence from the grander picture of things. So you and Shambra, over the past few years, have been working together with other beings, physical and non-physical, to create this house of awakening. It is a place now where, very shortly, humans all across the world will be able to go to, so close to the energetic construction of Earth, so close that even when they are in their fully conscious state as a human on Earth, they can bring back in this information, this type of healing, this integration. We've been working on it with you for some time. And today we'd like to take you there as a group. Kathumi is going to bring his bus around. <laughs> he took those in Hamburg on a tour of our tourists, by the way. Forty light years away, but he has a very fast bus, so this won't be a very long trip at all. And we say this jokingly and in metaphor, but we're inviting you to expand your consciousness with us. For today, we'd like to take you to a grand pre-opening from the House of Awakening. Your energy is in it, and very much a part. Before we actually depart, I'd like to point out a few things. This is a place that imagination and consciousness built. This is a place that desire and love built. This is a place where all of you said, through the experiences I have gone through on earth in my lifetime, I want others to be able to benefit. So you've added your energy to the construction and the design and the energetic operation of this place. You are part of this. You said that you wanted other humans to have their awakening be smoother, to have their self-discovery of the I Am, not to have as many dead ends, dark alleys, and demons and monsters. So you've helped to create this place. You've said you didn't want those who are awakening to go through the physical trauma that some of you had. 
and especially the mental trauma. So you've helped to create this place. It will open officially exactly one year after the quantum leap. It will open on September 19th. Right now, the final... Now, this is very real, Shambra. And you have a hard time sometimes separating what you call real from imagination. They are the same thing. They just have different qualities if it's here in physical Earth versus non-physical. But it is very, very real. Now... As I said, it's going to open officially September 19th. And it happens to be the same day that your new website will open. Now, we have to say to um, our dear friend Michelle McHale, you've been working on this project, this new website. You think it's all, all just uh, with information, programming, software, and these other things. You think it's just what you see on the screen in front of you? Not at all. You tried to get it ready to introduce today, to have online. The date didn't work. It's meant to be September 19th. So you see, it's not just a website. It is a portal to the new House of Awakening. The Chambra energy will be very prominent there. And when any of you go onto this new Chambro website, oh, you're going to see things on the screen, you're going to see different areas, but truly it is a portal to the House of Awakening. Let's take a deep breath. Let's board Katumi's bus. And let's allow ourselves to expand our energy into this place. Some of you are asking as we're beginning to depart for it, what about the Chambre Service Center? It's still there. That's for you. That's for you. But this house of awakening is for all humans who choose to go through this process or going through the consciousness integration right now. As we pull up, use your imagination, let it go. Don't feel silly using your imagination. It is one of the most important tools that you have. As we pull up to this house of awareness and awakening, you're struggling to see what it looks like. And that is one of the attributes, as you know, of new consciousness. It will continue to change. For some of you, it looks like the Emerald City. Some of you, it looks like a beautiful mansion on a lake, because it is. Some of you get no picture at all, and that's appropriate. If you're not getting a picture of what this looks like, this house of awakening from the outside, go to a different level, go to a different way of interpreting feelings. You don't have to see it. Let yourself just feel it. Don't try to decide how big the trees are, how tall the wall is. Let yourself just feel it. Perhaps that's even a more potent tool than being able to visualize it. 
as we're about to enter here, I'm going to ask you to take your shoes off. I'm asking you to take your shoes off. (laughs) So, now why do I ask you to take your shoes off? (laughs) And even those of you who are watching in online or listening, you'll only be allowed in if you take your shoes off. It is symbolic. It is symbolic. Because you see your shoes have worn on your feet. They've taken you on the path. They contain energy and the dirt from your past. When we go into the House of Awakening, you're going to be asking your students, or you're going to be taking them there, you're going to be asking them to take off their shoes as a symbolic gesture of letting go of the past. Letting go of the path that they have walking on. It's not that we're worried about getting this House of Awakening dirty. It's about starting anew. And as you enter into the House of Awakening, we're going to ask you to take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. Not only to invite in the essence of this dimensional house that you have helped to build. It's about letting the energy flow, and you're going to ask your students to take a deep breath, because many of them are going to be in a state of shock and anxiety and potential lifelessness when they enter. This will be a place that you, as a teacher, a guide, and a healer, can use any time, because you helped build it. So when you ask them to take a deep breath, it will be to help get the energy moving again. It will be to help ease that anxiety and sometimes panic that they're in. Get them back into the now moment. The next step as we enter this house of awakening next step is to to take a drink of water. There's plenty of water. You don't even need a glass up here. Just drink of the water, because water, as we've talked about before, is a miracle. Water, as you know it, you think is just uh, this uh, clear substance, mostly clear, you put in a glass and you drink, but there is so much more to the water. It contains new energy. It contains essence energy. And when you drink it, it is the acknowledgement that you're filling yourself, as we talked about in the beginning, your own fountain. You're filling it with life force energy. So it is a symbolic gesture. So imagine yourself drinking of the water. Now let's look around here a little bit at this house of awakening, because many, many humans will come here. Many of you are going to be teaching here. Many of you will bring your clients, your customers here on an individual basis. 
It has been designed and constructed with all the appropriate energies in its lighting. Because within the lighting and within the color are very important characteristics. It's been created very specifically with sounds. Now, we don't have speaker systems here or the electronics. We don't need them. But there are sounds emanating throughout the halls and the rooms. When you bring any of your clients here, any of the humans that you are helping to guide and to teach, the sounds that they hear and feel are going to be unique for them, specific. They're going to be at a type of resonance that provides a safe space. Sound and breathing are two of the most important qualities for providing safe space. What you hear or what you feel is going to be unique to you. So don't expect they're going to hear or feel the same resonance. It will be unique to them. But it will be set to help them bring themselves back into balance. As we look around this House of Awakening, and it can be changing right now as it is for many of you, size, the colors, the layout of the rooms, perhaps no rooms at all. Don't try, to, don't try to mentally determine what it should be. Let yourself flow with it. It has been constructed with some brilliant energies by you. So when you bring your clients here, whether you do it in a journey of the imagination like what we are doing right now, whether you are doing it on a soul-to-soul -soul level with them, when you bring them here, it will provide a safe space for them. It will provide the opportunity for healing, for transformation, for discovery. You're their guide here. They're going to help them to understand some of the, some of the things that are within this House of Awakening. You're going to help them to understand that here in the safe space they can be. They can let go. They don't have to worry about being attacked. They don't have to worry about somebody stealing energy from them. They don't have to worry about following in the old path that they followed in here is where they truly come to discover that all energy seeks and finds resolution. It's a natural process. It's not a process that you force through the mind. It's not a process that you force through will. All energy seeks resolution and it finds it. If a human sits in a safe space, sit is a metaphor, but bees in a safe space, takes a deep breath, lets go of the struggle, lets go of the control, 
and the expectation. If they fall into themselves, surrendering to who they really are, not to some outside God. Dear God, that has caused so many problems in the past. Surrendering to an outside God will cause an energetic collision, will cause your system to go, your complete system, biology, mind and spirit and nost, to go into either a shutdown or great collision. When you surrender to something that you don't even know or understand, you surrender to basically a nothing, you're going to go into, into a type of meltdown. Your system is going to wonder what the hell's going wrong. But when you surrender unto yourself, to your God, to you within, and you just allow the natural process to take place, the body starts healing itself. As we've talked about in standard technology, it heals itself. The mind quiets down, and in quieting down, it starts to come back into balance. The spirit feels welcome to begin making its connection and integration with its human aspect. And it can all happen in this safe space. In this safe space, once you or your client enters into this house of awakening, there are no methods, there are no therapies. They don't bring their chimes, their oils, their crystals. They don't bring any of those distractions. It is just them. They let go first and foremost. You're going to see this. You don't even have to tell them they're going to realize it. The first thing they let go of in this house of awakening is time. Time. Time is one of the most rigid belief systems. Time creates a linear path that humans then feel trapped on. When a human is so deeply involved in time, they're going to feel that they are in a prison, in a trap. Whether they believe in reincarnation or not, they believe in the past. And when a human believes in the past, they believe that it's going to continue into the future. So when you get your client, the one you're working with, the guiding, into this house of awakening, suddenly they're going to start having strange sensations. They're going to mention something to you. Time seems so confusing in my life right now. I used to be so good at tracking time, and now I'm not good at all. Remember that, when you were going through that? Remember when something inside of you said in the true awakening process, 
You let go of the concept of time. It's one of the very, very first things to go. The past is nothing but experience. But yet, with the belief system of time, it becomes the future also. Remember way back when, when I said to you, the future is the past healed. When your client, friends, the ones you are guiding, begin to let go of time, they also begin to understand that the future is not destiny. Most humans right now believe that the future is destined, and they have very little to say about it. They believe even what you would call some of the enlightened beings, some of the great philosophers and writers of your time, believe that the future has already been semi-created. I believe that there is a path that's already been created for them, or perhaps that they had already created, and it's not. In this house of awakening, they'll start to understand that the future is nothing but potential. The potentials are things they are imagining. So often, the human is afraid of the future because it's been created from the past. They're afraid of the potentials because the one that seems to attract them the most are some of the most dramatic, some of the most severe. Because if they're in a place of fear and drama, if they're in a place of uncertainty about themselves, that is the future potential that they're going to be attracted to. They're not going to see the other grand potentials that are available to them. The future is wide open. But it hardly seems that way when they've been following a linear karmic path. Just like for you. Tomorrow could take a sudden change in direction. Tomorrow could open up to reveal a grand new consciousness for yourself, if, if that is where you choose to go. So your clients will will begin to let go of the belief in time, and that is the first step. We're going to be going through some of the other attributes of the House of Awakening when I do my workshop in Athens, Greece. For a very specific reason, I want to do it there. Information will be shared with Shambra, of course. This House of Awakening is available to all, to any of you. You can go there on your own even. You don't have to just take your clients, the ones you are guiding there. You can go there yourself. You helped build it. You say, so Tobias, how real is this? Is this just another story? Is this a metaphor? I'll tell you how real it is. In between now and our next show together, There'll be something that so uh, you become so aware of that has to do with building, because you have helped to build this place. It will open in just a week or two. It will open with the opening of the new website, the new portal into the House of Awakening. 
You're going to have something in your life. Oh, you're creating it. We're not making it come to you. But something that is going to cause you to laugh and say, ah, that is what Tobias said. You're going to manifest an actual physical example. It has to do with construction or building. Some of you will get a flat tire when you run over a nail, and you'll be cursing the fact that you just got a flat tire in your car. When you take a look and you see that nail, I want you to have a good laugh. It is a way of you telling yourself, and we're not doing it, you are telling yourself that this is real. It's as real as the reality you're in now. You might accidentally bump into um, a truck, and when you look around to see what kind of truck it is, it's going to be a construction company. No severe damage, of course, just a little nudge, a little reminder. You might have a tool fall on your foot, and while you're cursing, (laughs) jumping up and down, holding your foot, you're going to have a good laugh and saying, now I know it's real. You're going to give yourself this gift. You've, you've done this for a long time. You used to always ask God to give you a sign. I know how much you've done that. That's a terrible thing for humans to do. When they don't know a God, but yet they're praying and they want a sign from God, and the God is right here, but you're going out there, and then it doesn't show up, there's no sign, and you learn to mistrust God. When you learn to mistrust God, you really learn to mistrust yourself. But now you are going to give yourself a sign, and it'll come out of nowhere, come into your reality, and then you're going to say, this house of awakening that I have helped to build for other humans, where I can go as a guide, as a facilitator, as a teacher, it is real. It is real. I can't wait to hear your stories. I'd love for you to share them. So that is the essence of our talk today. Today has been about new creations, music and films and all sorts of things that Chamber is coming up with. But all of you have been involved in the House of Awakening. And you say, how soon, how soon will it manifest on earth? Why does it have to be in another dimension? Ah, Shambra, you're one step ahead of the game. That is coming soon also. So let us take a deep breath of feeling this essence of this beautiful place. Those humans who are going through this awakening process will come to, or you will go to continue your teaching, your facilitating. Let us celebrate the opening of this house, house of awakening. In just a very short period of time, we're putting the final touches on it now, and soon you will have full access. Take a deep breath, and return back into your present moment. There's nothing like the present the other humans going through awakening as they learn to let go of the belief of time, and the illusion of time, are going to come to realize how precious this moment is. For it is in this moment that you exist, in this moment that you create your potentials, and in this moment that you integrate 
all of your experiences from the past. And so it is.